Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Branding Bud Live, the live stream that's 100% THC, 0% WTF. Every week, we bring business people to talk about the business of cannabis. I'm David Palaszczuk, the founder of Branding Bud Consulting Group and the author of Branding Bud, the commercialization of cannabis, the first book on cannabis branding. And I'm joined by my co-host and my BCF, best cannabis friend, Adriana Hemans. Hello, Adriana. Hey, David. How's it going? Good. How are you today? I am doing very well, thank you. Right on. I'm really excited to talk about this topic today. Um, you might not know this about me. I don't think we've ever talked about this, but I'm a huge fan of celebrity gossip, particularly Bravo celebrities. The Housewives and Scandaval is a common topic in my house. So any excuse I have to gossip about people I don't know in real life, I'm here for it. I thought I knew everything about you, but I did not know about that. Wow. Well, then today's show is perfect. Yeah, that's what's so great. We're still learning things about each other, David. We are indeed. Well, I thought you're still my best cannabis friend, but but now I'm excited and eager to learn more about BCFF forever. <laughs> um, for anyone who's just joining, uh, please feel free to say hi in the chat. Let us know where you are sitting or standing or working right now um, or throw in a question or a comment and we'll be happy to, to have you included and we do some audience participation throughout the show. So yeah, it'll be fun. It will be fun. All right, let's kick it off. So we've got a great show today. Obviously today we're talking about uh, cannabis and celebrities. Um, we'll talk about um, all so sorts of things. How many how many celebrities are in the game, including the game? Um, and um, and we're just going to talk all about it. We're going to talk about you know is our uh, celebrity cannabis brands a good thing? Are they a bad thing? Are they both? Um, and we'll just go through it. So our guest today is Steve Bloom. Steve is the publisher of CelebStoner.com. He's the former editor of High Times for over, or actually about 20 years. So talk about uh, an OG. He's an OG's OG is what Steve is, um, and Freedom Leaf. He's also the co-author of Pot Culture and Reefer Movie Madness. Um, and he truly is uh, a longtime New York cannabis activist. So I'm really excited to talk to him um, and thank him for all the work he's done over the years. So that said, a few things we'll be talking about today are what notable celebrities have entered into the cannabis industry? How will their involvement affect the overall trajectory of the industry? And will their fame and influence reshape public perception of cannabis? Um, so that said, I'm super excited to chat with Steve today. Hey, Don. Hey, Marco and Cheryl. Welcome back. Good to see you all. That's right. Marco from Taipei is here. We got New York City in the house. Mm -hmm. um, and we got Mount Shasta. So uh, yeah. awesome. Ready to bring out Steve? I'm ready. All right. Let's bring out Steve. Welcome, Steve Bloom. Hi, Steve. Hi there. Hey, Great Steve. To you today. What's up? How are you? I'm very good. Excited nice. to do this today. Thank you. Well, before we dive in and get into all the details about celebrities, let's hear from you uh, a little bit about you personally. Like, what are you passionate about? Well, I'm passionate about cannabis. So obviously, that's what I'm doing here today. Um, I have other things that I enjoy in life. I'm a music journalist by trade, so I love music. I'm a deadhead. I'm looking forward to the Dead & Company tour that's coming through New York next week. Um, I, um, I'm into movies. I'm into vegetarianism. Um, I'm into hiking, I'm into travel. Those are some of my passions. Awesome. Very cool. I'm learning about everybody today. I didn't know that. I knew some of that, but that's pretty awesome, Steve. Um, 
I'm into baseball. I'm a Met fan. <laughs> that I knew. That I knew. And I see also, too, that we have uh, just called out Michael Rosenfeld uh, just joined us from Bucks County, and he's a good friend. So thanks, Michael, for joining us. Um, Michael's coming on our show, right? He is. He will be on our show soon. On our show soon. Well, you know, Steve, we, we have a lot to talk about, but one of the first slides that we have is um, is really a, a list, uh, not a list, a, a grouping of um, many of the... Uh, many of the celebrities that are already in the cannabis industry. Many of them, I think, are pretty obvious, um, and many are, are less obvious. And, um, and to those uh, listeners right now uh, who can see this slide, uh, there, there might be a couple of clues for some audience participation a little bit later. Uh, so, so take a good look at the photographs uh, here. But, um, you hey, know- Hey, Christopher. But uh, Steve, I'm curious to, um, to get your thoughts on this, um, you've been in cannabis forever. You were the editor at High Times for 20 years. Um, you know, then started celebstoner.com. Could you just talk at a at a really high level about, I guess, the evolution of celebrities in 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 the cannabis space? You know, maybe initially consumers and now brand owners. Well, you know, going back to my years at High Times, I wasn't the editor-in-chief of High Times for 20 years. I was an editor at High Times in multiple capacities, which led to being co-editor of the magazine in sort of my last couple of years there. So I was at High Times for 20 years uh, from 1988 to 2007. Um, during my years at High Times, I started as a news editor, and that just got me deeply understanding what was really going on in the world of cannabis, mostly that thousands and thousands of people being arrested for it. And that was really what, you know, the magazine kind of was focusing on and also teaching people how to grow. But um, during the early 90s, we started to focus on celebrity coverage. The magazine had featured celebrities somewhat over the years, but not, you know, didn't concentrate on that. And I began to concentrate on that. So me and a few other editors at High Times started to focus on bringing more celebrities into the magazine. And our big breakthrough was 1992 March issue, Cypress Hill. Uh, Cypress Hill has gone on to become probably the greatest stoner band of all time with the front man, Be Real, having his own businesses now in cannabis. <clears throat> He's a great example of somebody who can start as an advocate and then go into the business like so many of the other people we'll be talking about today. And that just kicked off interest in the music community among bands to appear and, and get involved with the magazine. Uh, remember, High Times was pretty much the only game in town back then. There were no, there was almost no competition. Uh, there were no other magazines until Cannabis Culture came around and Skunk and a, maybe a few in Europe. So High Times kind of had that area to itself. Um, so it just led one thing led to another that the musicians and the bands all wanted to be featured in High Times around that time, uh, and we started to just pick and choose uh, who we would feature. Uh, and then it also bled over into the uh, film industry where we'd feature Ice Cube on the cover when the Friday movie came out, or we feature uh, Rory Cochran on the cover when Days to Confuse came out. So that's kind of where we started with that. We put all the Marley brothers on the cover. You know, we put Willie Nelson, obviously, numerous times, Snoop Dogg, numerous times. It wasn't so easy. You had to really, you know, track them down and get them. And it took years to get some of those things to happen. Uh, so, you know, that was really where I got going with that. And then on top of that, I started doing award shows for high times. We did one called the Stony Awards, 
which was a, mu a movie and TV award show. And then we did a Doobies Awards, which was a music award show. So that also brought me closer and closer to the celebrities and, and also got me very involved in loving award shows. I, I'm a student of award shows. I love award shows. So, uh, so you know, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just into it. And this was sort of an area of interest of mine that I, you know, once I left High Times, I decided to continue it, you know, with what I was doing at High Times and started Celeb Stoner. Steve, you mentioned a second ago that it would take sometimes years to get celebrities to agree to be on the cover of the magazine. Uh, I wonder if you could go into that a little bit more. I'm curious about sort of how um, celebrities being involved may have influenced or shaped perceptions of cannabis in general, like with the general public. Well, back then, you know, these celebrities who were speaking about cannabis and advocating were also you know, under, you know, being watched very closely by authorities. So they had to be kind of careful. A lot of them were getting arrested quite a bit. Snoop Dogg and Willie Nelson, especially repeatedly were getting arrested. That's really why I started Celeb Stoner to focus in on the busts, kind of like a TMZ for cannabis uh, back in those days when they were two or three times a year, they seemed to be getting arrested. Their buses were getting pulled over all the time. So it made it kind of difficult for us to reach out to some of these performers I mean, example, Carlos Santana gets arrested for marijuana in like 1991. I reach out to his people. They don't want to talk. It's too hot. You know, he's, you know, right now in the news and they want to kind of keep it a little bit quiet, may harm his career. So they don't, you know, Tom Petty, you know, he sang a song about marijuana uh, back in the early 90s. I tried to get him on the cover and I got kind of blown up on that too. So, you know, it, it was a hard sell to the more mainstream, but the more kind of edgy, fringy bands were more into it, you know, so it was easy to get a fishbone in high times that it might have been to get a Tom Petty or a bigger name. And also, I found that we would get the celebrities on their sort of rise or at the later part of their career, but not in the middle. You're not in the peak. Like we got Ali, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen when he was doing Ali G, you know, because that was such a cool character, stony friendly, stony friendly character. We got him very early, you know, when you think about it, you know, when that was happening. And then he went on to be Barat and all those things that he would do. Um, then we we got Ozzy Osbourne at the sort of tail end of his kind of career, you know. So it just would be more like the beginning or later, but not in the middle. It's and, like and the Vegas of publications. Well, I'm just, it was hard. I mean, I'm just saying that like Snoop Dogg, we tra I, I trailed for years trying to get an interview with him. Willie Nelson was having problems with the, with the IRS was really hard to access for a few years. You know, I mean, Ziggy Marley, I knocked on that door and for a while that was closed until it opened. So it just took time to develop it. You know, people had to see what High Times was doing, that we were doing repeated coverage in this area and, and we wanted them to be part of it. Right. And also too, I'm, I'm guessing times change, right? You know, so as things become more and more accepting, you know, people are more, people, but celebrities and people are more, more willing to sort of get into the cannabis space and, and assign their name or attach their name to cannabis. Um, it seems interesting to me, though, that Tom Petty would sing a song about cannabis, but he wouldn't want to be on the cover of High Times, I guess. It wasn't his decision. It was his publicity people protecting him and saying that's not what they, they the, the line exactly said to me was that Tom doesn't need to be the poster boy for pot. Right. So, I mean, they made a decision for him. But I found that if the publicist was doing his or her job, he was he or she was telling the artist that they represent that this request came and then they would let the artist decide, not decide for him or her. 
So um, that was an example of Ziggy Marley when I, you know, Bob Marley appeared on the cover of High Times famously in 1976, one of his favorite magazines. When I got to High Times, you know, I was a Marley fan. I figured, well, let's open this door. And the Marleys were big then with the Melody Makers. Ziggy had his own groups. I thought, well, that's a natural for High Times. Knocked on the door and it was kind of like, nah, I don't think so. The publicist. But then the next album comes out and she calls me and says, they want to do it. Well, she must have told them, <laughs> you know, held it back, but then told them and then, okay, I'll do it because that's their job. Do what the artists want. Yeah, yeah, they can tell that I don't think that's a good idea, but the artist can overrule. Mm -hmm. Let's go to this question from Christopher who asks, who do you consider your biggest fish to get on the cover? I mean, uh, uh, just getting, I mean, it was clearly Snoop Dogg, you know, because Snoop Dogg had gotten, we had a couple of times where it fell through. I was supposed to fly to LA for something that didn't happen when he was on death row. Um, he was having legal issues. Um, so it took a while, but it, you know, but it, it took about seven or eight years to make that happen. Um, those are really sort of the ones that I wanted. The one that I couldn't get that disappointed me to this day was Bill Maher. Um, Bill Maher didn't want to preach the to the converted. So he felt it wasn't necessary to appear in high times. I mean, Bill Maher of all people has never even done an interview with high times. Why? I'll never know. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. Bill Maher would Bill Bill Maher would um, would be, in my opinion, uh, a great interview, and certainly in high times as well. It he just, turned down a photo. He turned down a photo shoot. I had a photographer ready to shoot him in San Francisco, and he was speaking at the normal conference, and he wouldn't pose for a photo. I listen. I like Bill Maher, but I'm saying this is just the way he acted then. Right. Right. Well, so I'm I'm curious. You know, we we we've spoken about. Um, all of the different celebrities, you know, that that you've worked with over time, or not all of them, but some of them, and you know, some have tur turned down things, some have, uh, you know, opted in to do things. You know, how how important do you think this is to getting cannabis into the mainstream culture? Is this is this like, is this where the momentum comes from? Is it celebrities? Is it is it, you know, is it the talk about cannabis that that pushes it forward? It certainly helps, you know, especially when not a lot of people were speaking about it, uh, at least uh, people, you know, like celebrity type people. Um, and there was just a handful. But if you think about, say, Willie Nelson, Snoop Dogg, Seth Rogen, people like that, they never do an interview with Khalifa. They never do an interview these days without talking about weed. It just always comes up. If they're sitting on a table across from Jimmy Kimmel, it's going to get talked about. So the one Woody Harrelson, Mar. You know, if they're doing interviews, Whoopi Goldberg or, you know, or Melissa Etheridge, you know, people who are identified with cannabis and, you know, in some major way, it's generally going to come up. Like maybe not a Whoopi because Whoopi does so many other things. Uh, she hasn't had that much success in her businesses yet in cannabis. But, um, you know, people like the Cypress Hill, you know, be real. I mean, it's always going to be discussed. So that opens a door. If Willie Nelson is sitting down for a national audience, it's going to come up. So I think that's always a good thing. And it's only a handful. It's less than 10 that probably get that treatment, you know, from the media. Uh, these are the, you know, the highest of the celebrity stoners that you could imagine because they're constantly being grilled on the subject and have to say something smart, you know, not something, you know, you know, off the wall or, you know, unintelligent. I mean, they have to say something really significant. You know, they have their moment, you know, to impress America with why they believe cannabis, you know, is unfairly prohibited and why it should be legal. 
So I do think they have a role, but they're only a handful of them. So, you know, who really have the pulpit to say what they want on a regular basis. I wish there were more, but there are only that a handful that are really super identified with cannabis that can really spread the message, you know, far and wide. Mm -hmm. And now we have a situation where we have such wide stream acceptance among the general public. And maybe that's why when we hear news about celebrities who are like launching a brand or endorsing a brand, for example, there's a lot of just like a collective yawn. Like people are just like, okay, you know, another celebrity getting in, who cares? I'd love to get your perspective on that, Steve. Well, I mean, first of all, celebrity uh, branding is very diverse. Okay. So it's another element of diversity in cannabis. Uh, at least one third of the celebrity brands are hip hop oriented, uh, black athletes. Um, so, so that's a good thing right there. Um, you know, I think people are dubious <laughs> about celebrity branding because they think it's another rich person getting in to make some more money, you know, let somebody else make the money. And that's a fair criticism. Um, but I think there is room for everyone. You know, it's a, it's a new industry with new stores, new states opening up every day, every month, every year. You know, it's expanding rapidly. There's room for everybody. Uh, right now, there might be, you know, some problems in the industry and there will be companies that are not going to make it, which are celebrity brand companies and other companies, because so many come out, you know, when the new industry begins and then some of them just are not well run businesses, they just won't make it, you know. Uh, so the ones that are well run, the ones that have the capital the ones that are invested in properly will do better um, with the celebrity branding. I mean, I also find that. People um, question whether a celebrity has the right to even have a brand uh, and what qualifies them for having that right. And that right is that they put in the time, they paid some dues. Obviously, Snoop Dogg and Willie Nelson paid dues. They got arrested numerous times. That's dues, you know. Um, so, but Jim Belushi hasn't, you know. Uh, so they question, you know, a guy like Belushi jumping in. Uh, is that okay? You know, or Big Poppy, you know, uh, David Ortiz, the baseball player. We never knew he had any interest in advocating for cannabis. Maybe, you know, a lot of those players, by the way, have to be kind of quiet about it in sports. They can't say much. They're drug tested, you know, they could get suspended. So the athletes kind of came out of the closet, so to speak, once they retire. But the musicians and the actors and people, they don't have such restrictions. They can speak at any time they want. And they may not think it's good for their career to be associated with cannabis, but there's no rule that says they can't speak about it or they're going to get suspended for failing a drug test. So they don't face those sort of pressures. But anyway, I'm saying that um, I, I stand up for anybody who jumps in. But I will say, you know, there are probably some celebrity brands that are uh, uh, that were just maybe get rich schemes or just jump in real fast. Uh, they team up with some partner and they say, hey, we're going to all make a lot of money. And it doesn't quite work out like that. So they learn their lesson fast that that doesn't work, but it's still fun to see, you know, celebs jump in, whether they make it or not. Yeah, it is fun to see them and, and retired athletes, like you just mentioned, I'm a huge fan of Al Harrington's Viola brand. Exactly. Call me Al, we want to get you on the show. Uh, <laughs> let's jump into an audience participation now for a second. And we have a fun question that's related to this topic. Uh, which celebrity does not have a cannabis brand? Is it a, okay, David, you need to read this out for me. I don't know how to pronounce this name. Help me out. <laughs> Shavo Adagian. And he is- Shavo Adagian. Thank he's, you. He's the bass player for the System of a Down. 
Awesome. Jaleel White, uh, Maya Bialik, or Jason Gann? Yeah. And just, just you know, while while the audience is is uh, thinking about this, and audience, it's your chance to shine soon. Um, just a couple of things that came through earlier um, about celebrities and and medical. You know, I think Montel Williams, you, you know, is sort of like he came out really early on and came out for medical, and and just probably doesn't get the the love uh, across the celebrities that maybe he should, because um, he's been he's been fighting for a long time too. Um, so it's interesting to see what celebrities came in early on to to fight for the med as a medical activist, and then also those that came in later because now it was legal and they could just tap a name on and uh, and, and make something out of it. But um, it's interesting. So, audience, it is your chance to shine. Um, Ron is voting for A or D, um, Jason Gant or Shabo Odajian. He's voting for C, uh, Maya Bialik. <laughs> and Marco doesn't know any of them. So um, so as I said earlier, Shabo is a bass player for System of the Down. Jaleel White was, um, I want to say, from Family Matters. Uh, yep. Urkel. Urkel. He played Urkel, yeah. Urkel. And Maya uh, Bialik is uh, currently, she is a, a Jeopardy host and, and a smart uh Neuro, neurologist and actress, and Jason Gann is a comedian. Um, who, who, who was who was on the show Wilfred? Yes, mm -hmm. that's his claim to fame. Mm -hmm. That's agreed. So, um, wow. Okay. Well, let's see. We've got we've, we've got to cross the board here, but um, let's see. Steve, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I know the answer, but um, I mean, you know, Chavo, you know, is a good example of a rocker getting into the business. Julio is an example of an actor getting into the business. Jason Gann's another actor who's Australian who came to the U.S. to do his Wilfred show. And Maya, you know, I just know she's not into it because she actually sued recently a CBD company who were using her name uh, fraudulently. Ooh. I did not know that. Well, they, they, that's been done to a lot of celebrities. They fraudulently used their name and hyped CBD. You must have seen some of these ads all over Facebook. You know, they did it to Bill Maher. They did it to Clint Eastwood. He sued and won. Mm -hmm. That's that's interesting. Well, um, let's jump to the answer. I think uh, I think uh, <laughs> Steve's given us some some insight. So the answer is C, and it's Miami. And yeah, and uh, Ron got it right. Charlene got it right. Jason got it right. Quentin and Michael, good job. Yep, yep. So Shavo's brand is twenty two red. Uh, Jaleel White is it's purple, and and Steve, as you said earlier, uh, Jason Gann is Wilfred. That's his brand. Mm -hmm. So interesting. Uh, can I uh, comment on what you said about medical use? Um, I and celebrities. You know, that's another area, almost like a sub genre of celebrity branding is that people like, um, you know, Melissa Etheridge um, and uh, Montel, who both have, you know, conditions. Melissa had breast cancer and she started to use cannabis, you know, in her treatment. Uh, not that she never used cannabis before, but really started to use it more significantly med medically. And, um, and, you know, and Montel has MS and he's been talking about, you know, how it helps him for years. So that's a whole other area. And Jim Belushi, you know, also I've talked to a lot. He's much, very much a believer in the medical, not that he has a condition, but he only talks about medicine. He doesn't talk about anything else when he talks about cannabis. It's all to him medicine. 
And just just to double click on that, correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it's Jim Belushi out of probably all of the celebrities that actually has his own farm and is involved in the cultivation, whereas most just license their name out. Is that correct? That is, oh, I'm not saying, I mean, yes. I mean, very much different than most. I mean, he moved to Oregon, he bought a farm. Uh, people have probably seen the, the uh, Growing Belushi show on Discovery, which tells the whole story of how he, he did that. They've already gone through three seasons, the fun show. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and he tells me he's got no investors. It's all his own money or family money, whatever, you know, he's, he's taking the risk. You know I mean, you know, a year from now, he could be out of business for all you know, um, you know, because prices have gone down so dramatically, it's going to affect a guy like him, too, you know, uh, not just, you know, the legacy farmers, but anybody new's coming into the game trying to make decent bucks, you know, selling cannabis when the prices have gone down, you know, precipitously. So who knows how well he'll do. He may burn through millions of dollars and then lose it all for all you know. It could happen. Um, but yeah, but that's that's his approach. Whereas, you know, most companies tie in with some sort of uh, cultivator and uh, and they make a deal between a cultivator and the brand. It's a really interesting example about Jim Belushi and, and how he does cultivation. I think it's an important distinction, like the difference between just an endorsement and someone actually getting involved in, in the actual business itself. Like uh, there's also the example of Seth Rogen when he did his uh, house plant uh, Airbnb rental and he was like there meeting the people who rented that place. So it's like there are, are, I think, much more authentic ways for people to get involved and even build like publicity around that versus just like putting their picture on a package. Well, I agree. And also Rogan and Houseplant, you know, has a different approach. They have all these accessories that they sell. You know, they sell ashtrays and lighters and this and that. You know, it's a whole other side business. I mean, as much as you see promotion of Houseplant, uh, you know, around flower, you see them promoting their lighters and stuff. So that's a whole other area that Seth, I think, decided on his own because he's a he's into ceramics and he started making his own you know, pieces and things. So people would like it because I like it. And some of it is nice and some of it's kind of ugly, but he puts it out there, you know, because he thinks people want it as opposed to the thing is that you live in New York. You can buy his high priced accessories you know, uh, from California, but you still can't get his weed. Right. Well, I mean, I guess that's, that's not his fault though. That's, that's, part of the, that's part of the plan is I think is to sell other items that people can actually buy that they don't have to, it's not flower touching so they can actually buy through the mail, you know, right. and, and just order it, you know? So, whereas, you know, you live in New York and houseplants hasn't moved outside of California that I know of, we have no access to, you know, that, particular brand. And honestly, living in New York, I don't really get my hands on too many celebrity brands. I sort of miss out on that. I had a friend who was mailing me some stuff a few years ago before COVID. He was sending me the Garcia brand, the Santana brand from California. You go out and visit, you buy some and then ship it back. But I don't get my hands on it enough, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I I don't either up here in, in Washington State. Um, <clears throat> I'm curious. So, you know, would you talk about like I guess their star power, does that help them more? You know, are we seeing, let me ask it this way. Are we seeing um, celebrity brands, you know, really break out from other brands because their star power is helping them? Or, or in fact, based on an article you just recently wrote, or are celebrity brands declining just like the overall industry is? Well, I do see a decline right now, uh, 2021, 
you know, was probably the biggest year of launches, probably 25 or 30 new companies, you know, happened this year, there's been maybe three or four launches, if anything, things have gone the opposite direction, the Garcia brand left California, burner and, and uh, cookies are sued, Jay Z and monogram sued. Um, Kristen Bell's happy dance CBD company shuttered. So, you know, I, I look at that as bad news for celebrity branding. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's indicative of, you know, that uh, there are going to be, you know, there are a lot and they're going to be less. Uh, and the ones that were not r well run uh, are going to go out of business. And so there'll be fewer and fewer and, and bigger companies will ultimately probably buy them up, you know, in the long run, you know, the way things kind of work in our country, you know, uh, bigger corporations will buy up the smaller ones as time goes on. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, it's just the way the industry is going right now. So it's not a good time for investment and probably it's a harder time even for the celebrity brands to get launched. Uh, whereas a couple of years ago, you know, people are a little more excited and the money was flowing a little bit more. And now the stock market's not so great around pot and, and, you know, prices have gone down significantly and, you know, there's just so much going on in the industry. You know, the celebrity branding is just one small element of it, to be honest. And, you know, yeah, I think the celebs get it, you know, immediate boost because when they launch a brand, it gets media all over the place. They put out a press release, all the media laps it up. Uh, they cover it like crazy and they're not going to go crazy about some some new brand that's coming out of California like Stilzy or something like that. You know, that doesn't have the celebrity people magazines not going to care about that. So, um, so yeah, the celebs definitely get, you know, the publicity, they get the hits early on, but that's not going to make their company survive. They're just going to get a good boost at the beginning. Yeah. I love this question from Ron. Um, Steve, what do you consider the most successful celebrity brand to date? Um, probably, um, probably Willie's reserve. I mean, I don't have the numbers. Um, and I was trying to get that and I've worked with headset and a couple of other, uh stat statistical companies out there but nobody seems to want to really break it down you know give me a chart a celebrity brand chart that tells us really who's selling the most it's very hard to get that information i just cannot get it done yet maybe some company will come along and figure out i was hoping headset could do it but they turned us down i was working with them and green market report on a on a kind of collaboration that fell through so it's hard to determine you know what's selling uh, and what's not, it's really just the numbers are not there. So it's more guesswork on my part. So, you know, I just feel like, you know, Willie's reserve has a really good infrastructure around the country. Um, I would think they're doing pretty well. Um, but I don't know, maybe they expanded too much and, and they're cutting back. I just don't really know, you know, what are the most successful brands? Uh, cause the information is not quite there. Yeah, that's, that's definitely <clears throat> hard. Uh, you know, to, to ascertain. I'm, I'm curious, you know, for, for all the great things that um, we talk about um, celebrity brands doing, like like normalizing and, and bringing along, um, you know, People Magazine, you know, and the rest of the, and all the people that read People Magazine to sort of better understand what's going on in the industry. You know, I often think about there are legacy uh, cultivators. There are people that have been in the industry for a really long time that have worked hard that want to bring a brand to market and that might not get shelf space or might not get the notoriety or might not get the things that these celebrity brands do you know so i i often struggle with are celebrity brands a good thing um for the industry which i think there's good there but 
I also wonder, are they taking other people's, um, you know, other people's places that, that have been around for a while and deserve those spots? What are your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, what is legacy? I mean, Jay-Z was a, was a dealer, you know? So, I mean, should he not come into the cannabis industry? You know, Method Man, dealer. Snoop Dogg, dealer. You know, all these people sold weed, you know, early in their life before they became, you know, famous rappers. You know, many of them. I'd probably say almost all of them, <laughs> you know? So they're all legacy. Um, so like I said before, the legacy aspect of the celebrity branding is a good thing because so much of it comes from, uh, you know, people who who came out of the community themselves, you know, but more came out of the community being targeted by the war on drugs and maybe even gone to jail for it. Um, so on that front, it's a good thing. Uh, on the other side, yeah, I mean, there's limited shelf space, and um, but I just think there's room for everybody. I just don't know. These stores are big. There's a lot of room, you know, so just make room for as many brands as possible and sell the ones that, that do best. And the ones that don't do well, take it out of your inventory. Just determine yourself, you know, what people want. Do they like the idea? They may just like the packaging of the celebrity brand. I mean, the Garcia hand... Pick this amazing packaging. I mean, the gummies are the gummies are shaped like shaped like guitar picks, and that alone is a collector's item. <laughs> you know, so I'm just saying. I mean, the packaging is fabulous. You know, with so much cool stuff. If you look at it, so I'm that kind of. I don't think you get that with most. You know packaging these days, you know, so I think the celebrity branding is a little cooler in that respect. Packaging is a little better. Um, you know, I, I just, I just, my, I guess my mantra in this, this program is going to be this room for everybody. There's probably a familiarity aspect to it too, right? If you're thinking about people who may be new entrants to consumption and the novelty of doing something different for the first time could be a little bit offset by saying like, oh, well, I'm familiar with this person on the package. I'm familiar with this person who is endorsing. So this is a safe thing to do. Um, and while uh, we were talking just now, I thought uh, maybe try hitting up Brightfield to get your answer question or your you. question yeah. answered. They're one of our, our partners and supply some really cool data. So they might be able to help you with your question about the, the most you. revenue for a celebrity brand. Thanks for the suggestion. Appreciate that. You know, and and, um, and Steve, we could help. We we could introduce you to the right people at Brightfield. They're fantastic. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm dying to put a chart on this on the sidebar of the website. You know, top selling brands, celebrity brands. I'm dying. I've been trying to do this for three, four years now. I can't. I don't I have not found a partner. Like I said, headset turned us down, and, and, and they should have been the one to do it with us. Right. <laughs> you know what's interesting is, um, you know, Adriana, you just spoke about um, trust. Right and and safety and you know I often think about um, Martha Stewart you know I think um, you know why is she in the game but you know and I kind of scoffed initially but the truth is she brings a lot of people into it she she offers that safety she you know she offers that um, and again whether it's real or perceived is a different story but um, but she wouldn't put her name on something if it wasn't safe um, so it's just interesting to uh, to say that. Martha's, yeah. cool. Martha's cool. I mean, her association with Snoop Dogg and Willie, those easy lighters with Bic. I mean, it's just all so cool. She's turned into the coolest person, you know, when here she got out of jail, you know, she, you know, was pretty much you know, her nadir. And now all of a sudden she's considered one of the coolest people on the cover of Sports Illustrated. <laughs> and she was not in jail for cannabis. For no, she wasn't. You know, I, I think she represents more of a, a female side of the industry that leans a little bit more towards CBD. You know, yeah. the female branding has been more towards CBD. 
so uh, she's the perfect person to be branding CBD yeah. packaging. Perfect. Yeah. And Ron brings up um, Can. Can is a successful uh, example in California. Not sure about the rest of the country, he says, which is a perfect segue into our next participation section uh, because it's about Can. That's right. Uh, do you want to read this one out, David? Sure. So um, which celebrity has invested in Can, the cannabis-infused beverage? Is it A, Gwyneth Paltrow, B, Rebel Wilson, C, Kate Hudson, or D, all of the above? So audience, while you're, uh, while you're working through that um, and uh, figuring that out, um, I just wanted to, to comment on, uh, on uh, Michael Rosenfeld's comment on, on Mike Tyson, my, my least favorite person and least favorite uh, cannabis celebrity. Um, but, uh, but Steve, to your point, I know people that would never have bought his product, um, but did because they thought you know, it was a novelty and it was a collectible. And I'm talking about the edibles called bites, which are the ears with a, a bite cut out of it. So um, it's, well, it's- I didn't think that was too funny, honestly, um, but now he's working directly with Holyfield. So who am I to determine you know, how they should get along? Um, but I, I'm not a big fan of Tyson's involvement in the industry, but it's sort of like wearing me down to like, just stop fighting it. You know, it's just like people favor it. They like Tyson for whatever reason. They think he's just reclaimed his life from being a terrible person who he was, a rapist and that kind of stuff that, you know, that even a guy like Tyson can improve himself and maybe weed and psychedelics can really turn him around. So I just, I, I fought the fight on Tyson initially and now I've just backed off like enough already. You know, people don't want to hear it pretty much. Yeah, either people are going to say, leave him alone, he's okay, or they're going to say rapist and, and I can't support it. So take your side on Tyson. Uh, I, I'm tired of fighting the fight on Tyson, to be honest. Right. I definitely take my side. I'm not for Tyson. Uh, his first cannabis company went bankrupt. His second company will probably do the same. And he is a convicted felon and rapist um, and wife beater. So I just want to call that out. That's someone I can't get behind. That said, let's get back into this kind of choice. <laughs> so is it A, Gwyneth Paltrow, B, Rebel Wilson, C, Kate Hudson, or D, all of the above? Seems like we have a mixed bag here. We've got uh, either D or A. Um, yep, Marco and Jason voted for A, Gwyneth Paltrow, and Ron and Don voted for D, all of the above. Let's see who was right. At least Marco knows this time who they are, right? Yeah, these are more recognizable. And the answer is D, all of the above. Well, no, note that you know all these choices are female and uh so women like sodas uh and uh it's a, either it's another way edibles is another way to get into the industry without attaching yourself directly to flour um and uh and it's maybe a safer way a safer choice um you know for women you know you don't have to deal with the smell or you know adriana you could tell me what you think on this but women are more inclined to be behind these products chelsea handler's behind a company called leisure town town that's a a drink company uh, Rosario Dawson is, by the way, another one of the uh, investors in Can. So that's my my thought on that: is that women are a little more into the beverage. Uh, it's interesting that you bring this up, Steve. So you were absolutely right on about your comment earlier about CBD that does skew toward women. But uh, looking at the data, it's actually men who purchase cannabis beverages more than women overall. And then, of course, there's always what's interesting. We spoke about headset earlier is the you know point of sale data. 
are the men purchasing it for themselves or are they purchasing it for others? And that's kind of where the data falls apart. Well, because beverages are social, right? And especially like these ones are specifically for, it says social tonic right on the package. So you can imagine a scenario where people are bringing them to a party and sharing them with Absolutely. everyone there, men and women. And can in particular is sold in, in multiple packs and four packs. So, um, so again, it's hard, it's, it's hard to get your head, um, you know, around the data in, in a way that's really meaningful as to um, who the consumers are um, and what they're, what they're really seeking for. But for sure, form factor uh, plays a big role in the cannabis game. And, you know, flour is just one form factor and we're starting to see that. I responded to Ron, you know, that a can is not owned by Paltrow. She's an investor or a brand ambassador or something along those lines. Right. That's right. And by the way, side note, she was Luke's um, uh, babysitter when uh, when they were when Luke was younger. So years later, he started can with his partner and uh, and his babysitter, Gwyneth Paltrow, invested. It's pretty funny. That's so funny. I need to hit up my old babysitter. Now, now I learned something new on this program. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, interesting. Um, so, you know, we've got uh, a few more minutes here. Um, you know, Steve, do, do um, celebrity endorsements overshadow the contributions of, of the marginalized communities? Or, or do, do you think everyone's on their own? and, you know, has an equal footing and, uh, you know, and all is fair. I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna go back to my point that I've made several times is that it's a diverse uh, industry, is the celebrity branding is very diverse. It's a good thing. It's not a bunch of white guys trying to make a lot more money. You know, it's a, it's a lot of people of color who are jumping in, you know, who happen to be celebrities and happen to be involved in the industry years ago. So I don't see how that's harming anybody. It's benefiting some people who happen to be celebrities who also are legacy people who were involved early on and now they want to get involved later on in, as their careers have developed and they have time to devote to another passion of theirs you know they're musicians by and large or they're actors or they're you know, athletes but then they want to do something else with their lives especially later in their careers so I think that's all good. Um, but again, you know, yeah, eating up the space is, is a concern, but I don't see how celebrity brands are going to interfere with legacy uh, ownership uh, in the industry. I think they're just apples and oranges. Okay, interesting. And I think, you know, based on a lot of your, your answers today, I think the cannabis space or the celebrity space within cannabis is not so simple. I mean, there's lots of buckets and there's lots of um, categories, right? You, you know, there's there's the Montels and the Melissas and there's also, you, you know, the Jay-Z's and, and um, Method Man, but then there's also um, Martha Stewart, right? So I think I think it's not just, yes, it's good or yes, it's bad. I think there's lots of different people doing different things in the well, well there's the pit bulls who sign up with columbia care you know does he really care or is he just making money you know so there's you know, or or even wiz khalifa signing up with truly even getting flack for that so you know that's where the celebrities have to really think hard about who they align themselves with you know wiz khalifa's taken a lot of flack for crappy truly pot in pennsylvania lately you know on twitter and responding to that he has no say over what they're growing, but he's affiliated with the company because they're the biggest and they gave him the most money probably. So I think celebrities really have to be a little more careful about their selection process. 
and not affiliating himself necessarily with the biggest MSOs or pick the right MSO. You know? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Steve, thank you so much for, for walking through, you know, all these questions with us and, and taking the time to better understand what's happening in the celebrity space. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me today. Great to meet you, uh, Adriana. And thank you, David, for, uh, for bringing me in for this today. Right on. And, and just before you go, just again, there's very few people that have as much time in, in the industry that you do. So I just want to throw out a big thank you for all the things you've done, uh, for all the activism you've uh, activated, um, and for, for all the things, uh, you know, for all the time you've put in. It's, there's few people that have done it as long as you. So thank you. Thank you, David. Right on. Thanks, Steve. Bye-bye. See you next time. Bye, Adriana. Wow. Well, here we are, the, the fastest 45 minutes of my week, Adriana. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same here. <laughs> well, that said, um, we will be back next Tuesday, sorry, next Thursday, um, June 22nd. I can't believe we're almost to the end of June. And we'll be chatting about all things cannabis with two controversial cultivators and real life brothers. That's right, Bill and Jeff Levers, also known as the Beard Brothers. So our show next week is titled A Close Shave with the Beard Bros. And we're really excited to chat with them about a whole bunch of things. Um, also, just want to point out that we are finally up on all the podcast platforms. So you can find Branding Bud Live on YouTube now on our channel. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and CastBox. So uh, please check us out there if you've missed any of our previous episodes. Thanks for joining, everyone. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week. And don't forget to check out Cannabis's Best Kept Secret at brandingquest.com. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.